Hey everyone, it's Heather. I'm so excited about our new resource for single women, Authentically You. One of the most challenging parts of life is navigating relationships. This can be especially true for women who have been tainted by negative sexual experiences and mistakes from their past, or when the struggle with porn and masturbation takes hold and won't let go. This leaves them feeling distant from God, separated by the weight of shame and regret. If this is you, you're not alone. Authentically You was written specifically for single and college-aged women, those who are on the working career path and those who are in college. This 20-lesson curriculum is easily adaptable to a busy work schedule or a college semester system. Through this group experience, you'll explore how your past pain and trauma contribute to distorted beliefs and an unhealthy thought life. You'll uncover the role your family of origin plays in your past and current behaviors and address the issues that perpetuate compulsive and addictive patterns. And through the use of weekly exercises, strategic tools, and self-care focus, you'll learn how to live in health, how to live as your true, authentic self. I know God has a plan for your life to bring you to a place of health and wholeness. If you allow it, God will do amazing things in you and through you. So pre-order today, Authentically You. Go to puredesire.org A-Y. That's puredesire.org A-Y. Welcome to the Pure Desire Podcast, where we partner with you to bring hope and freedom on your journey to purity. Hey there, I'm your host, Trevor Windsor, and we're so thankful you're taking time out of your day to hang out with us. I'm here with Brian Roberts. Hey, everybody. And today we have Bob Vandermeer on the show. Bob, welcome back, my friend. Hello. Awesome. Okay, we're glad to have you back on the podcast, and today uh, we're going to talk about creating a tech action plan and it's something that you use in your counseling practice is that correct correct awesome so we're going to talk about it because putting healthy boundaries and practices into place when it comes to technology is obviously a super important thing today Uh, we live in a world where technology is everywhere and so this is an important piece to recovery um, and finding healing so we're going to jump right in bob let me just start with this because you've used this uh, in your counseling before what is a tech action plan Yeah, I think uh, for us, we use it as a tool to help people look at the way technology is being used in their life, you know, whether home, work, whatever, um, how technology has been beneficial or potentially harmful for their health. So particularly, obviously, we're talking about um, sex addiction, healthy sexuality, so how it has been incorporated into um, that aspect of their life. Do you find that most guys uh, that you counsel, most couples that you counsel, that this is something you end up talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think maybe 10 years ago, there would have been um, a a percentage of people that came into the counseling office that didn't use technology in their behavior. But now, I mean, most people are using technology in some form or another, whether it's messaging another just live human being or whether it's actually looking up sexual content online Mm -hmm. or whether it's finding out where they can go to go do something with another person. I mean, they're they're using technology in almost every, even if they're using GPS to get there, they're still using technology. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of pointed that out right off the bat. Like a lot of us, I think when we think about Internet uh, addiction, we think about porn. Or, you know, just somebody being online too long. But but this is a much broader ex- expanse. This is like, you know, how are you communicating over the Internet and what different apps you're using? So can you, can you go a little deeper with that? Why is it so important? And, and how do you how do you help identify, like, specifically what what goes into that plan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you've talked before about digital natives and digital immigrants and uh, the fact that there is so much technology either whether it's in you know in, with your smartphone or on your laptop or with your tablet whatever you know it, it is with us where we go um, but the, I think what's important about it is uh, that we're not just saying how do we stop looking at pornography mm-hmm. we're saying how as for most of us now as digital natives or at least the, the generations that are that are coming up meaning that we're always on the internet the internet's always accessible to us in life yeah the, yeah digital natives they grew up with it right. they don't know anything they don't know else anything different. right yeah, yeah. there yeah. they breathe yep yeah and uh, so they're using technology all the time for everything, whether it's social media, staying in contact with their friends, yeah. actual videos, texting, messaging, you know, or the apps that they're using. Uh, so, so I think it's so it's super important, Brian, to answer your question um, because we either use this to promote health in our life, or we use it in ways that are either neutral or not helpful. Right. Sure. Okay. So what I hear you saying is that when we look at the internet, and, I, and I've, I've seen this before, and, I, and Trevor, you mentioned this too, we talk about it in this book. I think sometimes we have a tendency to sort of demonize technology or the internet. And, and what I hear you saying, Bob, is that it's not so much that the internet is wrong or it's evil. It's that we really get to choose how it's used. Sure. And, and so w- what it sounds like the importance here is that if I recognize how I'm using it, um, healthy or unhealthy, then, then I can start to make some some assessments about it. That, it sounds like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a much more concise way to say what I was <laughs> babbling <laughs> on and on about. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Uh, so ba- basically, I think basically this is what we are confronted with. Um, we either use it in our addiction or we use it to promote health. Yeah, we either sure. use it to create yeah. isolation or we can use it to actually bring connection with other people. Right. And so what the Tech Action Plan does is it, it makes people face reality about mm-hmm. how they are using technology. Yeah. And so like this time of year, guys are like, well, no, it's my fantasy football app. Well, guess what? Your fantasy football app also has a browser in it and also allows you to go and look at pornography. Mm-hmm. So guess what, guys? Get rid of that app. Yeah. Like now. Yeah. The people that are listening to this that just heard me say that, which I shouldn't have said that, by the way, because now you're like, oh, really? I can do that? Yeah. Just get rid of it. Yeah. You don't need it. Like fantasy football, you want to do the old-fashioned way? Have guys come over to your house. Draw it up on a whiteboard, like hang out face to face. Right. But part of that too, you know, you bring that up and you say, oops, I just said that out loud. But at the same time, health is not avoiding all of just, it's not just avoiding all of the things that are going to trip you up. It's learning how to be healthy in your everyday life. And so it's not like you, you know, can't ever be on Instagram. It's can I be on Instagram and be healthy? And if Mm -hmm. the answer is no, then get rid of it. Absolutely. You know? And so I think it's not something that we, because here's the thing. At any point, anybody has a computer. We have, you know, mm-hmm. internet access. We have phones. We have all. You can go to the library and look up porn if you want. Like that's yeah. a thing. And so the reality is, we can't escape technology. And gosh, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking James Cameron knew exactly what he was doing with Skynet. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the internet and the robots are taking over. But yeah. we can't really escape technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can we use it in a way that it's going to be healthy? Then. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. So when creating a tech action plan, which I think is important to say right now that it's essential that every person who really is just trying to be a healthy person anyways, whether you're struggling with sexual addiction or not, Mm -hmm. having a plan on how to use your tech, how to use Mm -hmm. your phone and your computer uh, is really important for just emotional, uh, emotional health. So, but let's just say for those who are listening, who are struggling with pornography, masturbation, struggling sexually, Mm -hmm. what should a tech action plan uh, what should it cover? What topics should be covered in that? Yeah, you should cover what devices you use, 
So, um, you know, computer, tablet, smartphone, it should cover where those devices are being used, home or work. Mm -hmm. And then at home, is it in your room? Is it in the living room? Is it in the bathroom? Uh, and then you should also cover what types of websites you have regularly gone to that have been detrimental um, to your health. Uh, it should cover the apps that you use and have used historically. Yeah. You know, even if you're like, well, I, you know, I used to use that, you know, it's that I'm never on Facebook anymore. I'm only on Instagram now. So Facebook's not a problem. I haven't been on there in, you know, like five months. However, six months ago, yeah. every day that you got on Facebook, <laughs> it was a problem. Totally. Was a problem. Yeah. So we want to look at historically what things have been problems, not just websites, but also apps. Yeah. Um, and then are those things that are currently on a device that you have? Uh, are those devices currently have any sort of um, software that's going to help maintain sobriety structure, you know, things like that, accountability? Uh, so, you know, it's really devices, websites, apps. Um, and then what things are still accessible and available yeah. to use. You know, as you're talking about that, Bob, especially the idea of like Facebook, you know, it used to be an issue. You know, it's not, I've heard, I've heard guys say that, or, or this app, you know, this game I used to play was a problem. And these new games I'm playing, they're not a problem. You know? Yeah. So looking for similarities, but it, but it all sounds like there needs to be a frequency with uh, a review of this sort. Like, because mm -hmm. apps change and they develop over time. You know, I mean, Snapchat's a great example of, yeah. a, of an app that's changed significantly from its you know inception to, to where it's at today. And uh, it now it's not so, you know, such a bad app, I guess. Although, you know, there's there's still a lot of features on it I, I don't think are appropriate for everybody. So what, what would you say about a good frequency or understanding? I mean, of how, how often should we look at that? Yeah, uh, well, I think once you do a tech um, action plan and do like this kind of assessment, uh, you'll kind of hit a reset button. Mm. And a lot of times say like, and you know, we'll, I know we're going to plan on talking about this later, but a lot of times like with a smartphone, um, okay, is a smartphone okay for you to have or not? Is yeah. it healthy? Is yeah. it, is it, is it um, adding something to what you consider to be health? So connection, intimacy, friendship, accountability, yeah. uh, things like that. And if not, then, okay, how do we whittle this down? So let's just say you hit the reset button and get it down. So you only have apps that do not have internal browsers. You only have apps that are beneficial for your health, mm -hmm. um, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. Uh, you only have things that um, that are safe in a sense for you to use uh, in your health. You know, they help right. you reach your goals right. in life and in recovery. Well, so then from there moving forward, anytime you want to add a new app, I think that's a great time to to kind of reconsider what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and also, if you if you're in a group where you're you know weekly checking in. You'll, if you're checking in honestly, then you'll say, oh, you know what? This hasn't been a problem for me, but I just discovered yeah. a new feature or something. Yeah, on. So, so it's more like, let's pull the list out and check it again. Yeah. When, when, when things change, it's almost like you have to have this self-awareness going on. And I, I think that just underlines, like you said, the, the value of group because usually yeah. we're not really so uh so quick to notice that but our group members are yeah and uh so yeah if we have that ready and available when something goes sideways you would hope a group member's like well wait a second where's that fit on your tech mm -hmm. action plan yeah and you're like oh you know it's not on there or it is but i need to change that because that wasn't an issue before yeah. and now that they have this feature oh, that's a problem yeah yeah i, I mean so on, as, as a timetable i'd say reevaluate it monthly yeah and then also reevaluate reevaluate it if you add an app or if you add a device 
Would you include the spouse in that? Like if you were in, if you're in recovery right now and your spouse is, is going through that journey with you, would you include your spouse in that tech action plan? Yeah. I mean, I would think that your family would be involved in the tech action yeah. plan. That's something that Brian, you've done really well with your family to say, these are our goals as a family in using technology. Yeah. Yeah, we do that a lot. I mean, one of, one of the things I would say uh, for us as a family is we try to get our kids to follow it, and, and then we're kind of following their lead. I mean, we're, we're helping define uh, within our family what our values are, mm-hmm. and we're, we're asking our kids and sort of reflecting like, well, do you think this, uh, do you think this app matches our family values? Yeah. Um, and, and they're like, gosh, no, that's no good. So like, okay, well, that one's got to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, with all of it, you need to figure out, is, is it something that's causing you to isolate? You know, because that's a question I've started to ask is, you know, is this app, is this game, is this, you know, because it's not just apps. It can be games that you play on your phone or on your gut. Like it could be Xbox, it could be whatever it is. And if it's pushing you deeper and deeper into isolation, that's when you start to break community. And that's when you become susceptible to making bad decisions. Let's yeah. be honest, no great decision has been made when you're in isolation. <laughs> no, like isolation yeah. just breeds more shame and isolation. And yeah. so... Um, I've come to understand that I need to, you know, and, and, and I'm going to be honest, like my phone is a struggle for me and not necessarily like I've, I've found some healing sexually, but I, what I mean is when I come home, it's easy for me to sit on the couch and just browse through Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and Snapchat and whatever else, you know, I have in, or YouTube even. But the reality is I realize that I'm isolating. I'm distancing myself, even though I'm sitting next to my wife and my, my son's sitting on the ground, I still realize like, oh shoot, I'm I'm isolating. Like I'm not with my family. I'm not spending Mm -hmm. time with them. And so even, and honestly, just this last week, I started leaving my phone in my room. Like when I come, when I come home, I just leave it in our room and then go out into the front room and just spend time. And at first there's that like tension, like, Oh, I miss my phone. What if someone's going to text me? But then after about 20 minutes, I don't care. I just release it and it's done. And I'm realizing that's a healthy practice for me. I remember that next time you don't text me back. I was going to say, now I know, yeah, why, you, now I know why I don't yeah. get a hold of him. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. it's Perfect. not work, I just can't get Trevor to return his calls. Yeah. What yeah. would you tell a guy, Bob? Because I mean, this is a really big piece, the the cell phone, but you counsel a lot of people. And at this point, you know, there's there's a there's a great commitment level on their part to say, I'm you know, I'm going to group, but you know, maybe it's a lot of trauma or maybe the addiction is is really out of control and I, I know I need counseling. What do you tell guys who are like, wait, what? Give up my my smartphone? How? <laughs> yeah, you know. But but we know that that's such a dangerous tool because the phone itself, you know, you could look at a TV and that's clearly designed for multiple people to watch. Sure. You could look at uh, you know other media devices and they're and they're engaging. But a, a smartphone is literally for the individual user experience. It sure. is the most pure form of isolation we yep. know right yeah. now. What what do you tell guys? Definitely don't just start watching porn with friends on your phone. That's not the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the answer. Okay, yeah. please. Hear Let me write that, that one yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think uh, Trevor, what you said about leaving your phone somewhere. I mean, as a family, like to say, hey, as a family, we get home, our phone goes on the kitchen counter. Yeah. You know, and then we're spending time together. There's a lot of um, clients that come in that are that are playing games. You know, when they get home, and the game is innocuous. Like it's not it's not morally right or wrong. The right. game isn't. However you know, they're not being present with their family. And so, um, I think the, I think what I heard you asking Brian was like, so, you know, what do we do like with this? So, uh, as a family sit down and say, what, 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 what's important to us? Like is being present important, then, then we're going to set our phones down. Like we're not going to bring them to the dinner table. You know, then we're not going to be engaged in a conversation. And when I feel my pocket vibrate, 
pull my phone out and check it, yeah. even though I'm still talking to you, yep. you know, things that are, are helping us to stay present. Um, but ultimately, you know, we're still not saying like, earlier that this is evil that technology is not evil rock and roll is not evil uh, right <laughs> it's you important know? to say yeah yes yeah. dancing is not evil uh so what we're saying is how do we do, use this still in a way that is going to be beneficial well and i think too with that is setting up healthy practices and and part of that is communication with your spouse or with your family is like because so, sometimes it's okay like the other day, my brother just bought me Madden 18. I love football. I love playing the game. And it's not bad for me want to want to go play it. But am I wanting to go play it because I'm wanting to avoid a hard conversation with my wife? Or I don't want to you know, dish out the emotional energy it takes to parent my kid? But if it's okay and I've, you know, I've, checked, I've checked my family, are we good? Is it okay if I go do this? And my wife's like, of, of course, like we're, yeah. we're just chilling. It's okay. Then that's a healthy practice. I have gone through the proper channels to make sure I'm not isolating. And then it's okay for me to go play it. Sure. Yeah. One of the things that we recommend is to set a time up. Like if, if you feel that this is something you enjoy doing and your spouse doesn't, you know, your spouse agrees. Okay. Yeah, this is cool. This is something that I'm okay with you doing. Just set a time for it. Yeah. Like, okay, then I'm going to do this for a half hour, you know, from whatever, 7 30 to 8 yeah. or whatever it is but just as a family you pick that time because otherwise where's dad oh he's he's disappeared right. or where, where's mom yeah. you know she's so she's funny. hiding you know playing whatever game she's playing because you can be a physically present parent mm -hmm. or spouse but that doesn't mean you're emotionally present yeah. so just because you're in the same room there. doesn't mean you're connecting with your yeah. family and you're building healthy yeah. relationships yeah it's crazy yeah. so i think scheduling a time has helped some people because yeah. then it's like we've agreed on this nobody's bitter about it because yeah. we corporately agreed on what time and that this was okay to do but presents a value to it too like if you say wait a second i'm spending even if i've scheduled it i'm spending four hours playing this game that i that i get mm -hmm. completely engrossed in and an hour with my kids, yeah, something's up. Something's you know, up, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. half hour to four hours. Okay, yeah. 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 not not the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've established though that that those things are not by themselves sinful or wrong. All right, but yeah. let's just say we want to start creating healthy practices. One of the things that is available today is safety softwares mm -hmm. um, that you can get. So I want to open this up to both of you. You know, Brian, you've got a background in some of this stuff too. Is what would you guys say? Um, are some practical safety softwares for men and women to get on uh, any of their devices? Well, I, I would say, you know, uh, when you're looking at your devices, it's amazing how many things are available to you. Um, so filters are, should just be bottom line, that should happen. No, you know, so if you use a music service, go in in the settings and turn off explicit lyrics. You know, if you use Google, turn on safe search. It's available yeah. on safe search. It's basically, if you use uh, YouTube, turn on um, restricted mode. And, and what you're really doing, you have to understand this. We talked about this um, in, in the Digital Natives episode, but the internet's advertising to you. Yeah. And you're valuable market space to the internet. So what you're really doing when you establish a filter on any service, and, and you should look at every service you use, do you have filtering capability to remove explicit material that I don't want to see. I mean, maybe I do in my addictive mind, but in my right mind, I don't want to see this. Internet companies respond to that. They don't, they're going to advertise to you, but they don't want to advertise something you don't want. So I would say the first thing right off the bat is any service that you're using or app that you're using, if there is a filtering capability, that should just be on yeah. period. Cause right. you're basically saying, I don't want to see this. The other thing I look at is um, in the accountability apps, and there's there's a variety of them, yep. but you should have something. 
and it should meet some basic requirements. It should have at least two other people that are viewing your reports. Mm-hmm. Um, the report should be understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell guys in group all the time, when you get your accountability report, open the thing. Just because it says all good, yeah. well, one of the things we look for in accountability reports too is that maybe nobody's using their device this week and every other week they use their device like crazy. So odds are, unless they you know went to some wilderness camp, they're probably still using the internet, but they're not using yeah. the ones that's being monitored. You know, yeah. I mean, the easiest way around an accountability app or filter is go use a different computer, go to the yeah. library, like you said. Yeah, right. So, you know, within an accountability app, make sure reporting's there, make sure you have people who will follow up and look at your reports. And then the, the other thing that you have to do is basically make sure it works on every device. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to have an iPhone, make sure you have a system that works on the phone. I, I can't tell you the number of people who are like, well, I'd use an app on my iPhone, but you know, it doesn't work for that. It's like, well then either get a different phone or get mm-hmm. a different app, yeah. but don't set yourself up for something that isn't going to do what it's intended to do. If you're going to be accountable, make sure you're accountable across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if health is something that you want to take seriously, then you are going to be willing to go to whatever length you yep. need to go to. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, I have friends that, uh, that I have set the the restriction password on their phone. Mm-hmm. So if they want to add an app or they need to update an app, they they come to me. Yeah. I unlock it, and guess what? We get to hang out for ten minutes yeah. while they're doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. and then Absolutely. I lock it back down again. Yeah, uh, but it's it's they've chose to do that. They're not being punished. This isn't punitive. Like it's, they didn't do something wrong. They're saying I want to maintain this level of health, yeah. and this is what I'm willing to do. The whatever length I'm willing to go to to do that. Um, and then another thing I would say is the people that you do pick, um, to receive your accountability reports also make sure that those people aren't going to be put in harm's way in their own recovery by getting that report. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my father-in-law has been receiving my accountability report for like almost 10 years. And, um, like one, I know that it's not putting him in harm's way by getting it. And two, I also don't want my father-in-law, like, this is good motivation <laughs> yeah. for me yeah. to, yeah. Uh, you know. But but I hear you saying, don't make your wife your accountability partner. Yes. If, especially if you're currently struggling. Yeah. 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 So let me ask this question because it's something I've had a couple conversations with, with staff and with other guys, you know, in my groups and some of the counselors as well is eventually you want to get to the point where you're not leaning on filters to maintain your sobriety and your health. Like at at first they're great tools, but you eventually want to get to the point where you're able to practice um, healthy sexuality and um, help being healthy emotionally without this stuff. Would you guys agree with that? Mm, I, I think, uh, I think that the filter is Pretty much always good to have. Okay. Yeah. I think that the longer that you're in recovery, the accountability part is what becomes more important even than the filter. And the yeah. accountability says that um, I'm looking at this knowing that somebody else is going to see that I looked at it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, you know, it's living visibly yep. because um, because then the, there's a, there's accountability. I mean, it's like, okay, if, if you're, I don't know, think about parenting. Like if you're at the grocery store and you're going to yell at your kid, you know that other people are going to hear you yell at your kid as opposed to yelling at your kid at home. Yeah. Where, so it's kind of like saying, I'm going to choose to do this and I know that other people are going to see it. Yeah. And like, that's, that's walking in the light, you know, in a sense, like that's being visible, I think. Um, but I think that early on, especially the, the filter 
is like let's just let's just make sure that we're limiting the damaging behavior because because they're without that filter i mean yeah it's going to be the same thing every week when they come to group yeah i just felt like it was an important question to ask. Yeah, no it's a great, a great question, question. And, I, and i've had people ask me that too i've had guys in group that have been you know leaders for two three years and and one of the guys is like my wife it was actually his wife asked about it because they were doing their budget and he says well should i keep doing this it's you know like 50 bucks a year and I said, you know, you guys could talk about it. It's great that your wife feels that comfortable. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's clearly not concerned that you're going to act out this way. I said, but for me personally, I just want everybody in my family to see the example that, like, whatever I do online, you get to know about online. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying my accountability report for my kids, but they know that I have other people who look mm-hmm. at that. Sure. And they know that they could walk up to any computer I'm on, pull up the history, and it should not be a problem in our house. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that, that shouldn't be an issue. It made me think of one other thing, too, that's really important. It's just, just a good note. And we have this question asked a lot in groups. So, like, if I'm going through someone's accountability report and there's something that's questionable or highly questionable, I don't want to click on it because I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a that's a question I get a lot. And so I want to throw that out there. And I'll just give my answer. You guys can hop in. But I always say, don't click on it. Mm-hmm. Just make a list of the stuff and bring it to group and say, hey, mm-hmm. what was this? Because the guy's going to know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it was this site you don't have to click on it and, and maybe it's nothing you know nothing and maybe he's like well, i don't know I'll, I'll go find out and get back to you like okay yeah. fine because you're the one who clicked on it i didn't yeah. i don't need to go there i don't need to see that well it's interesting what what satan is going to try to use to <laughs> right. trip you up so i'm i'm trying to click this so i, I know exactly my accountability yeah. partner right, right. so i'm trying to help this guy out that's why i'm clicking on it when in reality it's like oh crap then i just acted out because i looked at it so i just think that that's important you know to echo what you're sure. saying is that self-awareness when you're getting into it is obviously huge Well, with our kids too i mean there's plenty of times i just my son is you know he's very creative and uh he's very tech savvy there's lots of times i'm like buddy what is this site and and i mean he finds some pretty amazing things online he found a a new programming site i never seen before and it was just like it was cool that it was a normal conversation even i had no idea what the website was yeah yeah another one that guys will say well you know i I got i put the filter on or the accountability software on and i just wanted to check and make sure it was working (laughs) testing dude do not is this on (laughs) yeah don't check that don't check that it just believe it's working and that's a great we have so let's just get into this this next this loophole question Uh then because it's important to talk about so yeah finding loopholes that just seems to be part of you know our dna what do you what do you tell a guy when it's like you know He's either his group is saying, well, you went around this or mm-hmm. um, it seems like you're intentionally not trying to use this or what, what, what is your response to that? Yeah. I mean, I think on a, on a good tech action plan, there will be even the question of, Hey, what loopholes are you already planning on trying yeah, to be honest? Yeah. What have you used in <laughs> yeah. the past? Yeah. And, and that's going to bring up the second thing is they're only going to be as successful in their health and recovery as they're willing to be honest. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, if they, if they're not willing to be honest about what they're already thinking about doing, then I mean, that's going to be their their thing, and then yeah. then they're going to keep coming back with the same issue. You know, well, this week it was a different phone. This week it was a different tablet. This week it was the same tablet, but it was this thing. This week they had to restore some. I mean, you know, they're yeah. always there's always going to be that thing. Yeah. But I think if we're willing to be rigorously honest, like like this journey requires us to be, yeah. then we'll say, yeah, you know what? I think this is how I might try and go around it. And and some guys are like, well, I don't want to think about how I'm going to do it. You know, well, no, I think it actually might be proactive to say, yeah. how might you try and get around this? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, what are the things you're going to try and do? Because now it's not the secret. Um, well, there's an awareness to that, too, in that when you're when you're going there, like I've, I've had guys say, well, yeah, I struggled, you know, using a VPN or a proxy or some way to get past a yep. gateway. 
And I'm like, that's great. That way you recognize like maybe you can't use a VPN. Maybe you're going to have to go in the office and actually do the work instead of trying to remote in. So you're still on the same network. Like yeah. that might be something you have to do. And, and I've had yeah. other group leaders who will come to me and they're like, we've got an IT guy. We don't know what to do because we have no idea if he's going to act out. Or, you know, like mm-hmm. we wouldn't even know if he did, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a great question to ask. Like, well, if you were to do it, well, what would you do? Because we're not, you know, super tech savvy here in our group. We know you are. And then we'll know what kind of questions to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not thinking about it now, being proactive about it, then guaranteed, you know, 1030 on Thursday night when you're alone in your room and you've just eaten, you know, half a pint of ice cream, like you're going to find it. Like you're going to sit there and search for hours until you find a way around it. Yeah. 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 Which is so funny because that's what I used to do when I was 12 and 13 and my dad had be safe, secure mm-hmm. on our, like I would, I would find any way I could around it. Um, and I remember, I've said this on a couple podcasts before that I had, um, I, one of my dad's best friends, I remember him saying, I, I, he'll never walk into a blockbuster anymore because it caused him to stumble. And I remember thinking, how ridiculous is that, bro? Just like, you'll be all right, man. Mm-hmm. Just walk in. You can rent a movie without, you know, sinning sexually and you know, the, the more self-aware I've become and the more I've learned, I understand you got to do whatever is necessary to protect yourself. And it's important to put those practices and those things into place. Like, you know, personally, you know, Twitter has been a thing for me that is really difficult to stay pure on. And so I just, I've taken it off my phone, mm-hmm. but I have to manage our social media accounts here at work. And so I set it up to where the only way I can access it is on my work computer, which it has filtering stuff on mm-hmm. it and has reporting stuff on it. I share an office with someone, my door is always open. And so I, I have set things in place to protect myself, um, that basically is going to hold me accountable and is going to make sure people know. So being able to just do whatever is necessary to protect yourself is so, so big. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about creating the action plan. We've talked about what it should cover. We talked about um, some ways that you know you're in a healthy place as far as the way you uh, relate to your tech and your gear. And then we've talked about really ways to monitor that stuff. But what are some tips that you would just give somebody who, okay, they've listened to this episode. They're like, great, this is an awesome idea. I really need to put this thing into place. What would be some tips uh, for someone who's starting a tech action plan? Um, I'd say sit down and have an honest, like realistic look just at technology in your life. Because a lot of guys, a lot of people um, don't realize how big of a role technology has been playing until they actually sit down and and go through each of those things the websites the apps and say is this useful is this harmful is this neutral because until they do that they're just like well no why how could this possibly be bad i'm just it's a news app you know i even had somebody uh that their their bible app they realized had a browser wow and they started and it's like so let's just think about the the work that one through the implications there are a little scary yeah yeah Yeah. but but it's it's just to say all right let's let's go through all of these and just and take an honest realistic look um i mean it's like keeping your house safe for your kids go through are there you know our daughter just turned one are there covers on all the outlets because she will try and stick something in there you know what i mean like are the knives out of reach right. like is we we put a rail around our front porch on saturday because our daughter will fall off of the front porch yeah, yeah so just to take your technology and and take an honest look at it take the time to do it with somebody else well and what you're speaking about though is quit think quit thinking of yourself as superman like you're you're not the one who mm-hmm. like like this stuff is kryptonite to you like be yeah. realistic like this is going to happen yeah. and so putting stuff in place to help you and and i think it's interesting and important to realize that like to God, we are 
we are Carmela. We are these little yeah. kids who will run off the end yeah. and the edge if if we don't have things that are put in place. And yeah. so being humble enough to say, you know what, like I can't do this on my own. I really need help of some other people. I need the support of my spouse or my pastors or my group. Yeah. And the other thing I, that I'd say is to find ways that you can use your technology that are helpful to you. Yeah. Because yeah. there are apps, like there are things that you can do that you can use your technology for on your smartphone or whatever to be able to to work towards being healthy. Yeah. And uh, you know, just because if we just look at this as as how do we lock this down so that it's not safe, then we are in a sense saying that technology is evil. Mm-hmm. But if we say how can we use this in a way that's going to be beneficial towards the goals that we have, then it becomes all the way, all of a sudden something that is a part of our recovery yeah. instead of a hindrance to it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a group member that uh, it was interesting when you were talking about that. He, he put it really well. He said, I didn't think I'd have to mourn losing porn. Hmm. Like, I didn't think I'd be so sad when it wasn't there. Yeah. And he'd, he'd done a really good job. He still had his smartphone because there was a work application that was on his phone he had to have. And it was just part of the part of his job. And um, yet we, we really worked through locking things down. He gave somebody else's password and in our group, actually a couple of us. And, uh, and so he came across the time where it's like life hit him hard one day and he pulled out his phone and porn wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It like, he just knew I, yeah. one, I can't get to it Two, If yeah. I try to and do praise something, the Lord that that was the case. Exactly. And yeah. two, if I try to do something, they're going to know. And, uh, and so he said, I grabbed my faster scale. I filled it out and I texted somebody and I thought, what a great use yeah. Yeah. of this technology because it, you know, it, it really is. I don't think anybody who di- designed the smartphone thought, man, this is going to be awesome for watching porn. I think it was probably like, this is an amazing way to communicate with mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You know, th- this is kind of the best of what we could hope for this device. And here he is. I mean, it, it is sad that, that he says, well, I can't just numb out anymore, but at least I can do something positive with it. So I love mm-hmm. that, what you're saying about that, Bob, that, you know, even though, uh, we've made some poor choices in our lives. It doesn't mean that we can't still live um, in this culture, in this day and age, and not have a healthy influence from a different different point of view. So, Brian, another tip that I uh, that I would give, and it's I heard this from a guy at the conference, at the Matter Men's Conference. He said, you know, setting it up to where his wife had the password for him to update or download any new apps. And I think that what what that made me think about and, and something that I'm trying to implement in my life is the more specific that I am about the things that have tripped me up, the more aware I become. And the more aware I become, the more healthy I'm going to become. And so when I'm specific and I am aware and I let other people know about that, it just it helps me understand what health actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is we're not escaping tech. Like tech is just going to get crazier and crazier. And as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking, you know, it's a perfect example of, of Daniel in the Bible. You are in the world. You are in this stuff, yeah. but you're not of the world. Not of the world, yeah. Yeah. So, Bob, any last thoughts, any uh, any more tips, any encouragements to anybody out there who uh, has been struggling with tech and is looking for ways to get healthy? Yeah, I was going to say that if you are, if it is 1030 on a Thursday night and you're eating ice cream, I'd recommend Tillamook Rocky Road. <laughs> Um, and, and maybe perfect if it's a yeah. if it's a whole pint maybe there's another addiction going on. yeah yeah but the tillamook rocky road yeah yeah they use uh egg yolk in it it's creamier oh, that's yeah great. yeah it's really good that's great um i i think uh you really just summed it up well trevor to say like let's let's make this precise like let's talk about like exact things precise things let's not make this vague 
but let's like actually look at what this is point by point and go through it um because otherwise we are we are gonna we're gonna miss something um unintentionally but intentionally like if we aren't intentional about like locking this down figuring out a way to not only stop things that are unhealthy but also promote things that are healthy then we are you know we are choosing to to let loopholes exist yeah Guys, I think that this was probably one of the more needed episodes that we've had. So I appreciate you guys sitting around and and talking about it. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And thanks for listening to the Pure Desire podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to keep up with the podcast, please subscribe and check out our website, puredesire.org. Also, you can follow us on social media at puredesirepdmi. Once again, that is at puredesirepdmi. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Pure Desire podcast. For more information, check out our website, www.puredesire.org. Check in each week for new content on the podcast, and we pray that it will help you find hope and freedom on your journey to purity. Here's what's coming up next week on the Pure Desire podcast. Every woman that takes a breath. This is going to be one of our best resources that we've ever put out. They're wanting to be married. They're wanting to be sexual. And they're saying, what does this even look like? Is it even okay to have these discussions? I think that's one of the things that's interesting about women who struggle is that we don't take good care of ourselves. Right. We, we are the last person, and sometimes we are taking care of everybody else, but we're the last person that we take care of. And that, I think, is my favorite part about these resources.